Cracking everybody. Happy Friday, 3-5-21, here in the dorm. Uh, we're in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, you know, well, actually, I'm in Urbana, but I think I, I say this every podcast. Um, let's get right into the action. You know, crazy day. You know, one thing that I did not talk about yesterday that I got to talk about and address is uh, the jobs report. You know, there's a jobs report coming out yesterday, like today. And so I didn't even talk about that yesterday. I just want to get every, I was so excited to talk about Bitcoin. So excited to see, like talk about the markets, the action, what happened, why everything was down. And so I just completely blew that off. And uh, that was really stupid of me because that's a big, 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 big piece of data that I just didn't even report on. So I'm going to get into that. But first, you know, we got to do the disclaimer as always. Um, student, love the markets. These are my views, not recommending or like selling any investments. I'm not a financial advisor. I want to make it clear. I'm not recommending anything. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm stupid. Why would you listen to me? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to predict the future or anything. <laughs> um, do your homework before you invest. Also, investments are subject to potential loss, potential profit. Yeah, not a financial advisor. Don't recommend anything. So, you know, do whatever you want. Do your homework, please. Always do your homework. You know, I went down the rabbit hole before this podcast. That's why I'm recording at 1125. Um, Got to whip them out every day when the market's trading. Obviously, you know that. That's what I'm going to live by. I got to do it every time, no matter what. And uh, every day. And uh, so I'm going to have to cut this one short if I'm going long because I got to get it out before midnight. You know, got to say that I did it on the Friday. So anyway, let's get right into it. So, you know, the jobs, the jobs number pretty much shook the markets and I woke up, you know, set my alarm so I could see it at 730 and non-fram payrolls increased by 379,000 from last month in February and the unemployment rate was 6.2%. Uh, the estimates were an unemployment rate of like 6.3% and the estimate for new jobs was 210. So that's a major beat. That's a major beat. You know, and like the higher, most of the hiring came from the mining, uh, the hospital, hospitality sector and education. No, sorry, hospitality sector. I'm reading the data wrong. Um, but like education, construction, mining all saw declines. So like when you're seeing declines and things, I mean, the whole thing is it was a major beat. It was a major beat. And so what is that going to show you? Like, what is that going to show you? Like it was a big beat. 379,000 versus 210,000. Like that's inflation right there. Like high unemployment and unemployment increasing is just showing you that like prices are going up. Wages are going up with it. It's inflationary. And so... You know, initially, I think the market was thinking it was inflationary, too, because you saw a yield spike. Like, yields in the morning went up big. I think they went from here. I'll pull up the data right here just so I can talk about it. Yeah, we opened up at 1.57. We spiked to 1.62, exactly where we were last week on Powell was talking on, uh, on Friday. We peaked out, no, sorry, it was last Thursday. We peaked out at 1.62 on the 10-year, 10-year yield. And, you know, then we just sold off from there. So, you know, it makes me question, you know, do people like, is that like the resistance level in the bond market or something else going on? I assume it's resistance. Um, you know, that's what I'm going to think. I'm not going to come out and say the Fed's doing it. But, yeah, it hits this 162. And, you know, after that report, like it's clearly inflationary and for some reason just sells off. And as it spiked, the market sold off and the market sold off and then it found a nice bottom. And we just rallied on, you know, the Dow, great freaking day, up almost 2%, S&P almost up 2%. Um, And so, you know, that, like, made me question, like, okay, like, what's, like, what's going on here? Well, one thing I can tell you that's going on 
is that the stocks are strictly trading around the yields. And, you know, I was on the phone talking to my dad yesterday, talking to some other people. I told him, you know, before you check your stocks, just pull up a 10-year, 30-year yield. And if you see the yields are up, you'll notice the stocks are down. You know, I woke up and the yields were flat this morning. And then, like, I'm walking over to uh, the freaking YMCA for my job. You know, I'm just fat. Just keep refreshing the markets because they keep going down. And, like, the yields were going up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, all you have to do is check the yields. And then I'm, like, working behind the desk. I check check my phone. What do I do first? I don't check the S&P. I check the freaking yields. And I see the yields are collapsing. Well, not collapsing, but, you know, having a significant decrease in price on uh, no, um, the yields. The yield was at 2.535 uh, on the 30-year, peaking at, like, uh, you know, right, like, 840. And then by, like, 9, 10 o'clock, like, 10.30, we're at 2.27. So we gave back freaking uh seven points um on that well sorry that'd be eight my bad i don't know how to do math yeah we gave back 0.08 uh points on the yield so i don't know what the percentage terms on that like you could you could figure that out for me but you know it's pretty significant pretty significant here um so yeah that's just going to show you you got to be checking the yields and then check the market because i think that's really how the how, how we're trading right now because the market knows you know after that we're waiting and seeing for what happens in this treasury auction coming up here and you know part of like my thinking right now is if there was significant like no bid well there there was not no bid but you know there was there were some problems in, in in the auction no one wanted to buy buy any uh tenured uh Sorry, seven-year notes. So, um, so yeah, if you see something like that in the five-year, because they have a five-year auction first coming up on the 9th, I believe. I, the 10-year is on the 10th, and on the 11th is the 30-year, I believe. Let me double-check, make sure those dates add up. Yes, yes, they would. So that's what you want to be looking out for this week. That's what I'm watching for. And, you know, I'm going to get into this whole thing about the Fed, you know, what they're doing, this, like, stuff that I think is pretty shady, and this is why we have all these structural issues in the market, you know. Um, you know, and I mean, it's great to see the stocks in the green, you know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't want the markets to crash, but I think it's going to happen, and it's inevitable. And, um, yeah, people, I think that people just aren't, they're, they're living in this hype, in this, like, you know, fake little world that we don't have a just completely fake ruined economy command economy it's not even a free market <laughs> like we literally have a command economy like i truly believe the fed the fed controls the economy everything comes out of the fed you know it's not free if like the government controls all the banks i'm not saying they control all the banks like you know they make the you know they make jp morgan make these decisions give out these loans no they they they're the reason why the banks function um, you know, if they didn't, if they don't bail out these ba- banks in 2008, you know, start, uh, then, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today. You know, the, the, the whole fine the free market would come in and replace it, but no, the government stepped in. And so when the government steps in, it, it creates this, they don't let it fail. They don't let the whole market fail. And, you know, we're going to be worse off in the future because then they just pretty much push off this huge economic collapse you thought 2008 was bad yeah it was bad but it, it could have been 1929 bad but they basically just like push it off until they want to stop uh easing and providing support because they can never get off this quantitative easing i think i'm kind of going on a rant here because I, I just like I, I i i literally was reading all the looking at these fed charts going crazy for the past like three hours just like how did we get to where we are today so um because like i was really puzzled 
why why the yields why the yields were going down today like clearly that that jobs number is inflationary and you know when the when the yields were up when the yields were up today the market was down and so i mean i think if you see if you like if you wake up if i wake up on sunday night and i see the yields are down like the 30 years at like 220 like i'm like we're gonna be off to the freaking races on monday like i should just go long on everything but i really don't think that'll happen so um but without without further ado, further ado, further ado, I should say, let's get into this. Like, I'm gonna go through everything, do my little recap thing. So as I said earlier, Dow up 1.85, S&P up 1.95. We got GDX, you know, moving with SPY. So we're positive on the day. Woohoo! Let's go. Love to see my miners up positive today. You know, the VIX gap down big, you know, and I mean, gap down big, we we're down like 8%, I believe, at the open. We we're at like 2661, went all the way up to uh, 30 bucks, went up four bucks from, from uh, 930 to 11, and then sold off and we finished down 13% on the day at $24. So, very volatile. Um, you can see that, you know, the VIX is trading around the, the yields too. They, people know that there's something going on deep down in the bond market. And, you know, there's there's going to be a day where companies actually have to pay, you know, pay the price. The market will pay the price once the market gets out of control. It all depends on the Fed policy, you know. As I keep saying, you know, if the Fed wants to do QE, which I think is a terrible idea, and I think that when I, every day when I make this podcast, it's good for the market. You know, you're here to learn about stock. I'm here to give you market updates. And so I'm telling you, QE, QE is good for the market. But do I think it's the best economic policy? Not at all. And I want to, like, tell people why I think that QB is just a god-awful policy. So, um, let's see here. USO, oil up 3%. Let's go. Um, banks up 1.9%. No idea why. Banks are moving inversely with yields today. Like, uh, that is not a good sign. That is not a good sign. Uh, the banks want easing because they know because I think maybe traders realize that there's something going on deep down in the market and uh, it's not good for banks. Um, XLK up 1.89 percent, good for them. TLT, you know, we we opened up way low, opened up at like about 137.99, finished at about a dollar higher, 138.91. So some decent price price action there. Who's buying TLT today? I mean, I mean, it's just a big shift in the bond market. Big moves today. So, um, I mean, I'm not saying the Fed's going in doing any QE yield control or anything. It's just like, huh, little interesting, little interesting. XLE Energy up uh, 3.74%. Good day for energy. I uh, gotta love that. MJ flat on the day, uh, down point oh. No, sorry, flat on the day up five bips. Corn up 2.36%. Why did I sell it yesterday? Paper hands, but I made I made I made uh I made like eight percent on it. I, I bought Kraft Heinz and said Kraft Heinz is up today. They're they're gonna pay me a nice dividend. I don't have to get charged a fee, one percent fee every single month for own uh, not every single month, <laughs> every year for owning it. Sorry that yeah it's not one percent every month. No, and I mean corn's a great way to get exposure to agriculture. I mean I I just hate fees and I want to be a stock picker. So uh, that's my thing. You know it's a personal decision. I'm not telling anyone to do that i'm a little whack i had a freaking crisis of faith the other day and i was like screw it i'm never i don't want to buy any more etfs i still own gdx yes 
But uh, once I break even on that, I'm dumping it all into my uh, my certain miners that I like. You know, I dumped the XLE for 15%. I think 15% gains on XLE. I dumped it all, and I put it into Devon Energy uh, and LPG, um, which is an oil rig uh, company. And, yeah, I put it in there. I was like, no, I don't want to own any ETFs. And, obviously, I'm going to diversify. I have some more companies I want to buy. But right now, I just have $35 in cash in the account. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do about that? Um, but it's no big deal. I mean, it's no big deal. I mean, I, I like my positioning. Devon Energy is up, like, 11% since I bought into it. So, no complaints there. But, uh, I mean, you know, one thing that I like, I, I really like, I, I noticed this in a you know, I was watching a video on Ray Dalio's portfolio when, like, you know who Ray Dalio is if you've listened to this um, a few times. But if you don't, look him up. I, I don't really I don't really care enough to go into detail and in explaining it to you right now because I just want to just rant on this podcast. Uh, basically, Ray Dalio was uh, he, his portfolio owns like uh, over like 400 stocks or it's, it's either 400 or 4000. So. That's a big difference, but I'm pretty sure it's like it's like four thousand securities. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll look it up right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Bridgewater Associates Holdings. Boom. Um. Okay, Holdings. Yeah, they have. Holy crap! Yeah, they have lots of. Asset, sorry, yeah, 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 there you go. I can't tell you. It's it's a lot. I'm pretty, what stocks? Top 50. Okay, honestly, like, I, I'm just sound like an idiot right now because I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm saying facts and I don't have the data to back it up. Look it up. They, basically, they just own, like, a bunch of bunch of different companies and they have like point like less than one percent of like their portfolio in a certain companies they own so much and you know the point i'm trying to get at is i just want to own as many oil companies as possible if i have like one share in each that's fine with me um diversification is the best way to say uh save yourself from risk that's all i was trying to say anyway <laughs> silver down 85 bips gold uh, up six bips uh, infrastructure up 2.94%. Looking at that, I'm just going to guess that steel had a nice day. I've been looking at steel. Yep, steel up 3%. Um, well, U.S. steel. Um, the uh, Yeah, and then so, sorry, I'll just go back to that. We got, because um, I was talking about copper. All right, pave. Yeah, so pave up 2.94%. Good day for infrastructure. TMF. Not talking about that. Uh, copper up 3% today. Good for copper. Nice to see an inflation trade coming back. Um, but copper's just been doing great. Riot blockchain down 9%. Um, yeah, not not good to see. JO, I said that JO's probably going to go down a little bit more. I guess I'll scoop up some more. I mean, 37.20. That's a great price to be buying in again. Uh, I, I know coffee's going to have a great time during with inflation. So, especially like the commodity itself, it's just going to boom. So I'm gonna that that's something I want I might want to hop on on uh, Monday. GME up four percent, beating the S and P, Nasdaq, and Dow. AMC up twenty five bips, finish it above eight oh five after hours. 
no squeeze so that whole like you got to finish above eight dollars just bs on reddit but it's still hilarious um and then we got yeah the hyg uh up 30 bips you know we finished up on the day we finished up to start the day and then went way low as the yields rose and then you know just rallied and you know i can tell you the same thing about lqd except lqd we still finished negative on the day so just trouble major trouble here for corporate bonds you know they're like three month six month chart is just ugly and uh looks a little bit like the you know, if you look at, like, just the beginning of, like, 27, sorry, of March of last year, like, you know, you have a small decline, small decline, and then it just, like, loses its footing. And, you know, you'll see you'll see these bonds lose their footing once there's uh, no bid coming up this week. I mean, that's the whole, the whole thing I, I really want to emphasize after I go through this. So I'll just go through this first. Uh, yeah, Russell 2K up 2%. Treasury yields up 26 bips on the day, but we f- were up way higher than that. For, and that's for the 10 year 10 year Treasury yield. Uh, silver miners up 1%. Uh, Short term Treasury yields uh, flat, 0%. No movement, nothing. <laughs> like they didn't move at all today. Well, I mean, I, they had, okay, they had a little bit of movement, but, you know, they, like the open was a. Uh, 86.24 the high was 86.26 and he finished at 86.26 so you guess we opened lower and rallied but uh i mean you know if you look at the chart it's pretty funny then if you look at uh let's see here what are the last stocks we have yeah the 30-year yield down 91 bips but you know we we, we were up pretty big at the open and uh five-year yield was up 38 bips you know we were up big at the open and you know just sold it off so troubling 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 things going on there and i said that i was going to go back to um the the bond market uh just completely completely eating uh puking on itself this week because there's going to be no bid like there was no bid in the treasury auctions in march of 2020 and the credit market is just going to lose it and that's why I believe that the Fed will have to do QE. Well, they won't have to do QE. They don't. They never have to do QE, but they're gonna basically see that and say, okay, the if the the market is gonna just collapse. Like it's, they're gonna think it's gonna collapse, and it probably will. There'll be a massive sell-off, and then they'll step in because they know if they don't step in, that it'll get out of control, and then people will really lose faith. And so, like, why? Why is the Fed going to do this? Like, why are they stepping in? It, 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 it's because they have to. They have no choice, you know. If you just, like, look at the history. I was go, going over, like, all all these, like, stats about, like, the Fed's balance sheet and all this stuff. And I was looking at, like, past taper tantrums. And, you know, taper tantrums has been, like, the Fed will stop purchasing uh, mortgage-backed securities, uh, treasury bonds, you know, long term, long term or short short term, and you know usually that causes a massive rise in yields, um, as it should, because you know the Fed, you know the Fed, who's like one of the main, like one of the big buyers of bonds, um, especially Treasuries these days. You know they stop buying it. That like who then they need people to come in and fill it, fill their fill them leaving the market, and you know their people just aren't willing to do that. You know the Fed is the market. You know. The whole bond market is just fake, you know, because the Fed has just been buying bonds for, since 2008. Since 2008. You know, in 2008, they realized if, you know, we don't come in and save this, 
that their the whole thing will implode. And you know, in two thousand eight, you know, I've talked about this before. People said like the long term house, long term credit bubble, uh, long term debt bubble broke, and uh, busted. But how did it bust if the Fed came in and they started printing money to go buy these corporate? Uh, they didn't sorry, they didn't start doing corporate bonds till now, but to buy U.S. Treasuries, to buy U.S. debt, to so they could finance all these stimulus plans. And, you know, make sure that our market is functioning. You know, the Fed started buying mortgage-backed securities in 2008. If you don't know what mortgage-backed securities are, they're a very controversial subject. But basically, it's more like mortgage and like debt pools of unlike houses and underlying assets are sold by financial institutions to individual investors, including other financial institutions and government. And they use that money and like that they make to... Uh, refer like to uh, lend out money including loans for like high risk borrowers and you know th- so like this way they're pretty liquid but basically if you're gonna make all these loans to high risk borrowers you know it's just it's all it's like why are you why would you give loans to everyone who they can't pay it back that's a huge credit risk if you're not gonna get pay- this back this money paid then we have a huge crisis on our hands. And so what the Fed did was instead of letting like all the whole thing collapse, restructure the debt, all this, no, 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 no. We are just going to print money and just buy these mortgage-backed securities so they can fail. And so I was going over like in my like all these stats, and I, I, on average from 2013 to 2017, uh, you know, the Fed tapered a little. They tried to taper in 2013, and the yields just rose dramatically. Um, on the interest rate spreads between the 10-year, I believe I had it. Yeah, the 10-year minus the two-year uh, treasury. Um, the rates went from the yields, not the rates. Oh, yeah, yields rate, same thing. But the yields went from 1.84 to 2.66 once the Fed stopped doing QE in 2013. And they started doing it again because of this. They gave in. And, I mean, so you can clearly see that when the mark, when they stopped buying, like when they stopped uh doing QE, they start selling some of their assets. The whole market just wants to fit, like collapse. Um, you know, the, the the market doesn't like it because that's the only thing supporting the market. You know, if the Fed wasn't supporting the market, then who is? What's there? Like, what makes the whole market go around? The ability of like the credit. You know, everyone has good credit risk. You can't be like making loans of money that you don't have. Oh well, we can just print money to into galore and uh, and save everyone and. So, I mean, I, I mean, right now it's like, I, I, if you don't, if you can't tell, like, I mean, I can tell, I think I sound like I'm just like dead. This podcast is not going that well, but like the whole, and it's like, you know, this makes my head hurt. I've been like researching all this, like for, for the whole night. And like, I'm just like kind of freaking losing it. Like the whole thing is, is what happens when they have to raise rates? The, I, like I, they, I started off my notes here. With words from Larry Summers, a former Treasury Secretary, if the Fed waits too long to combat the rates, they won't have a problem. So if they just raise rates right now, which they won't, they won't do that, you know, we're like, but they, if they did, then, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of, like, the U.S. debt would quadruple, a lot of companies would uh, not be able to uh, service their debt uh, you know, issue any bonds because if they, the, the interest rates will be too high and so there'll be a huge massive liquidity problem, okay? Uh, illiquidity problem. And, you know, as Muhammad Al-Aryan said, you know, when we had that terrible seven-year auction, 
became very close to a market accident. You know, we're going to come to a market accident this week. If no one was buying them two weeks ago, what changed in the marketplace to make, make, them, make U.S. Treasuries more attractive? I'm telling you, nothing has. Wait. You know, Monday, Tuesday, we could have nice days. And, you know, whoop de doo Like, swing trade that if you want to. You know, if you want to, you want to have some fun, have some fun. But uh, when those auctions come around, be careful. And, you know, I could be wrong. And, I, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm, I'll be wrong and I'll admit it. And I'll be like, dang, I'm just a skeptic. Like, I got to stop being such a bear. So so nervous about everything. But it's, it's, it's about time. It's been 12 years. Um, and the fact that the Fed... Their job is to, you know, maintain stable employment and, and stable price. No, steady employment, I think, and say, I know it's stable prices. But uh, these uh, prices are not stable. They are, they, they are by printing QE, to, printing money to save, to save the economy every single time, we're going to run into a hyperinflationary nightmare. We're going to become the bank. We're going to become Japan. We're going to become the Weimar Republic. I mean... It's all fake. What happened to America? You know, where, you know, it, it's built on capitalism, the free market. You know, we, that's how we became the most industrial country in the whole world, the most powerful country in the world, because we were, we, it was free. You know, businesses w- would fail. Banks would fail. Banks couldn't make crazy loans because they make crazy loans because their loans are uh, subsidized by the government. The government is like, oh, yeah, we'll insure your loans. So you can just go make crazy ass loans to people. And, you know, it's, you're, we'll insure it, so uh, it's okay. But, you know, they used to not have that, and so you have, you used to have to worry about where you'd put your money. And so simple things like that um, is going to lead to the, you know, the, bank, the Federal Reserve, the central bank, saying we have to save the day all the time. And so what they'll do probably, which is just a terrible decision, is QE. And basically, if they're complacent, do more QE, we're going to have a problem. That's what Larry said. And, you know, I mean, I don't think I think if they're complacent, I don't think they're going to be complacent. I don't think they're going to let it play out. I think they're going to they're going to do QE. You can see Powell said, dude, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if Powell actually knows what he's talking about and like what he's doing. Um, yeah, when Powell was saying that, uh, you know, the increase in M2 supply is not inflationary. It has nothing to do with uh, the money supply. You know, M2 doesn't really, that, that increased won't, doesn't really mean anything. You know, that kind of just blows my mind. You're going to see incre- crazy increases in prices. You're going to see more QE. The dollar is going to collapse. And uh, when, you know, when the dollar collapses, people will move their money elsewhere. The U.S. equity markets will face a lot of issues the whole united states will face a lot of issues and it'll be worse than the great depression because what happens when the fed has to stop buying making asset purchases and you know there's no one there's no money um the printers come off you know that's when you really have a hyperinflationary crisis and you know i think that's what's coming and you could see a flash crash here but uh you know, next week, you know, when these the auctions come out and it could start something big. But, I mean, I think ultimately the answer is the Fed will do QE. And, you know, what they have to do is control inflation now. Be be hard on it. And, you know, people in some companies will suffer the consequences. But if they want to have long-term growth, it's the only way to somewhat save the terrible crisis they got us into. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, I mean, this was sure doom and gloom, I know. And, uh, but I just want to say, like, I, 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 ha- I have to get my word out there because I feel like there's just too many people that are super bullish and happy-go-lucky thinking everything's okay. But you just, like, look look under the system, like, under the surface. You know, I'm just, I have so much on my on my screen here that I wrote down. But it's just too much for me to say and, like, go off and all this stuff. And, you know, I don't really want to at this point. Because I'm just, like, I'm just kind of overwhelmed. And it's like, this is, this is crazy. Uh, you know, if you look at the... Uh, the growth from of GDP from like last year to today, no, sorry, Q4 2019 to Q4 2020, we're down 2.4%. The market's up uh, 15%. Money supplies up 25%. What's like something's not right there? Why is the market up so much? Why and the GDP is down? I mean, people say the market's uh, nine months ahead. Okay, well, if they're nine months ahead, shouldn't you be pricing in yields at like two point? 2.8 like 10 year like 2% at least the 30 year maybe at 3%. I mean, it blows my mind. You know, last year they're saying okay, buy stocks because we're pricing in the recovery. Okay, the recovery is priced in. We're 9 months ahead. You know, the vaccines here, everything's opened up. It's freaking freaking crazy to me. I so what are my moves like for next week? I like all my positioning. I'm not buying any more stocks. I have money in $35 as I said earlier in cash. You know, I won't be buying any more volatility. won't be buying any more TLT. I think I'm just going to be waiting for the pullback. You know, if the pullback doesn't happen, everything rallies. You know, there's nothing. The yield, the, there's no movement. You know, there, we have a great auction. Then, crap, I might have to go long. But, uh, you know, there will be a time where the United States has to come pay the piper. And, uh, you know, with that, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Definitely look into this because there's a lot beneath the surface that people do not realize.